What's up, what's up, what's up to all my beautiful listeners? During this podcast episode, I want to talk about the Myers-Briggs. Now, um, somebody introduced me to this test like about seven years ago, okay? And, you know, I'm somebody that's very extreme. If so, You know, I'm always interested in anything that helps me understand myself, okay? Whether that's astrology, whatever it is that's out there that can help me understand myself. If it's accurate. If it's not accurate, I'm not going to give it attention and matter, okay? So... When I first discovered the the Myers-Briggs, um, I took the test once, and I was an INFJ, okay? So I was like, wow, this information sounds accurate. Like, it really does sound just like me. I never read anything more accurate in my life. And I'm very skeptical with information outside of me because I spent so much time alone trying to understand myself, you know, and I'm not easily influenced by external distraction like that. You feel me? Like, even with um, with with partners, I'm 34 years old. And I only been with like four people, all right, four entities. Okay, so that should tell you how picky I am. Like, I don't just, you know, I'm not I'm not like everybody else. I don't, you know, I don't rebound. I don't distract myself, and you know all this dumb shit that everybody's doing. I, and I understand how. If you exchange energy, that's gonna that's gonna affect you in one shape or form. So I try to stay as pure as possible to who I really am. Okay. So when I took this test, I was intrigued by the the test results. I did extensive research on it. I mean, I will re I I will research to like I can't anymore. My Mercury, um, I have Mercury square Pluto. So I don't know if you guys know that placement. But it's an obsessive placement. So if something intrigues me, I'm gonna keep keep digging, 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 digging till I can't anymore. Till I can't find anything else. Okay. Now when I look at the Myers Briggs, that's like the psychology version of astrology. It's like the left side of the brain astrology. <laughs> right? But now what I don't like about the Myers Briggs is that um there's a beginning and an ending. With astrology, there is there isn't. It's just you just keep going and going and going. Good luck thinking that you're gonna understand the entire astrological system before you die. It's 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 impossible. You know, there's no beginning or ending with astrology. You always remain in the mystery. It's like diving into the void, into the unknown, and there's no ending, there's no beginning. So when I took this test. I was doing my extensive research and I was looking into forums and stuff based on this personality type and Maya Briggs forums too. And a lot of them were saying that a lot of people mistyped themselves and a lot of people were saying like, oh, a lot of INFJs are actually INFPs and this, this, and the third. And, you know, so I was a little skeptical. I was like, shit, man, what's going on out here? You know, but every time I took the test, like, you know, the percentage of each initial was extreme. So the intro version was like at 90% or 80%. All right. The, what was the next letter? Um, the, the, I think it's the, the intuitive side, the end part that was like at freaking 80% and up. And then the feeling type was like at 80% and up. And then the J part, which is the judgment 
that was like apps 80% and up. So I was like, well, I don't think I'm mistyping myself with these extreme levels of percentages on each letter of the initials, right? So I was like, well, let me go ahead and try other multiple test um, sources, right? And I have tried my, I have tried this test through many different sources and I always get INFJ, okay? So um, because I'm a curious person, I was like, well, this test, you know, for some weird reason, a lot of people are mistyping themselves. So let me just take my time making sure that this is really who I am. So through the courses of the years, I still kept taking the test, no matter from what website, where, where I was taking it, no matter what, okay? I have taken this test drunk. I have taken this test high on weed. I have taken this test while I was PMSing before uh, <laughs> my time of the month. I have taken this test through many different phases of my life, through many different mood swings, and I still get the same result, and it's always extreme, okay? Now, on the 16 personality types or the 16 personality website, um, they give you a little option next to your personality, which is T, which stands for turbulent. So you can be an INFJT, which means turbulent, and then you got INFJ assertive, okay? So, you know, when I started using this website, I kept getting INFJ turbulent, but regardless the percentages of each letter was extremely high okay extremely high it wasn't like i wasn't in the border you know a lot of people take these tests and they they're like in the border like for example let's say they get infj you know the i will be like under 10 percent. the n will be like under 10 percent, even five percent right some i seen even one percent <laughs> you know the F will be like under 10%. The J will be under 10%. These are individuals that I feel, you know, most likely they're not an INFJ. Like, I feel like an individual that's an actual INFJ will have extreme percentage rates on each initial. That's how you know you're dealing with a real INFJ. And all you got to do is talk to these individuals. It's really is easy. It's really easy to to know somebody's type once you study the conjunctive functions. Okay, because the conjunctive functions are going to explain to you how somebody thinks, how somebody feels, you know, how somebody looks at life, how somebody moves. It's really fucking dope. Once you understand the formulas of the conjunctive function, which each 16 personality type, you don't even need to wait till they take the test. As you talk to somebody and they start talking to you, their conjunctive function starts popping out and you can um, diagnose their type. That's the good thing I like about the Myers-Briggs. Okay, so if somebody is, is claiming they're an INFJ and you sit with them and you have a conversation with them, you know, study the conjunctive function behind the INFJ personality type and you will notice if they're really that type or not, okay? Usually the INFJ is the oldest personality type. It has the oldest mindset, all right? Um, they can come off as social people and quotation extroverts, but they're really not. They're really not extroverted at all. You understand what I'm saying? It's like they have this chameleon effect. You know, when they're around individuals, they're just mimicking and doing what 
what the other is doing. But they're only doing this temporarily. Okay? That stuff is going to wear out. When you're around a, a real INFJ, they start mimicking you in the beginning, in the beginning. All right? It's like a mirror effect. But they're doing this because this is how they read you. You understand what I'm saying? But all of that is going to expire. Once they feel like they know enough about you, then that that chameleon effect, it just dissolves. It just dissolves. All right? And then what happens with INFJs, a lot of people feel comfortable around them. A lot of people feel like they they feel understood. A lot of people feel like, damn, i never been so understood by by somebody in my entire existence and they feel like they can say anything to these type of individuals but they just approaching the chameleon effect and they just approaching the 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 mirror all right because we mirror people okay but once we feel like we know enough that dissolves it expires and then people feel like we alienated them after that dissolves okay so people people start feeling understood People start telling us their deepest secrets, you know, and they start saying, wow, me and you are so alike, but we're not alike. <laughs> it's just a mirror that's doing that. You're talking to yourself, okay? Not to mention we have extroverted feelings. So extroverted feelings, you know, pays more attention to, to your feelings than their own. So INFJs pays more attention to you and your feelings than their own feelings as opposed INFPs they pay attention more to their own personal feelings and not yours ENFPs do the same shit too okay so when you're like around an ENFP or an INFP you will notice that when you have a conversation with these individuals they tend to speak about their their own personal feelings through their own personal experiences okay you will notice that they can kind of sound self-absorbed. You can kind of feel like, okay, dude, you know, we get it. You felt this way. You felt that way. But what about other people's feelings? Like, all you want to do is talk about your own feelings. But that's because they have introverted feelings. All right. So they focus more on their feelings. So especially INFPs, INFPs is the most sensitive. All right. They're the most sensitive. So, you know, they take everything personal. All right. Everything is how you make them feel. That's how you know you're around an INFP. Now, when you're around an I, and also an ENFP, do ENFPs do the same shit. Now, when you're around an INFJ, they're more focused on your feelings. ENFJs have the same similar style when it comes to empathy. All right, they 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 prefer to listen to you and to let you vent instead of them venting about their own personal feelings. So like if you hurt their feelings, if you're around an INFJ or ENFJ and you hurt their feelings, you will notice that they're more concerned about you. You know, they're gonna like, for example, let's say you hurt their feelings and you say, I'm sorry, did I hurt your feelings? An INFJ, even an ENFJ, they will say things like, no, 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 you, you didn't hurt my feelings. But low key, you did hurt their feelings, but it's just that they're more concerned about your feelings. They have extroverted feelings. As opposed, INFPs and ENFP, when you hurt their feelings, they're going to be like, yes, you hurt my feelings. You made me feel this way, and I feel that way. They always say I, I, I when they're expressing their feelings. So that's how you can distinguish the difference. So if you ever around an INFJ, 
whoa, somebody that types themselves as an INFJ and they're constantly talking about their personal feelings and how you're making them feel, most likely they're an INFP, possibly ENFP too, you know, because some individuals are ambient verts. They're, they're really not introverted. They're like in between. So, some, so an individual that's in between, sometimes they'll score like E and I, you know, it really depends on, I guess, what phase they're in in their lives, you know. But now, I just want to make this clear. Your personality type is not supposed to change on the Myers-Briggs, okay? It's not supposed to change. The only thing that's supposed to change as you evolve is uh, the shadow conjunctive function, okay, which I worked on heavily, all right? I'm already there, okay? But, you know, that's the only thing that's supposed to change, all right, you're not supposed to go from INFP to INFJ or from INTJ to INFJ. If you guys study the conjunctive function of each personality, they're actually all different. They're very unique. Okay, they all have different styles of expressing themselves and their existence. Okay, so your personality type is not supposed to change. Even if you grow older, it's not supposed to change. It hasn't for me, and I'm 34 years old, and I spent a shitload of time by myself, okay? Um, you know, but that's how you can tell the difference. The, the, the INFJ is more concerned about how, they, how you're feeling, you know? Now, the evolved INFJ, okay, they're concerned about your feelings, but they, they, they start to detach themselves from their own personal feelings and they start developing healthy boundaries okay and you know they start they stop doing that they stop you know basically putting your feelings before their own they stop doing that the older they get okay that's when the shadow conjunctive functions start developing so infj is like a mixture of like of a feeler but coldness of a thinker but a feeler if that makes sense Okay, because I think in their conjunct in the in the shadow side. Um, all right, so in the shadow side of an INFJ, they actually have introverted feelings, what INFPs have, and they also have extroverted thinking in um, the shadow side, as opposed in the regular default INFJ conjunctive function. They have um, extroverted feelings and introverted thinking. So this is why they don't really, they, you know, when you're around a real INFJs, they don't really um, speak out. They don't really think out loud. You don't know what they're thinking. Okay. And they're more concerned about your feelings, the, the feelings of everybody. Okay. But as they grow older and they develop their shadow conjunctive function, you know, they start tapping into their introverted feelings and, and start being more in tune with how they personally feel. They stop forgetting about the world, all right, and how everybody around them feels. They stop being a fucking doormat, basically, <laughs> all right? And then um, and then they have extroverted thinking, and that's, you know, so the older they get, the more outspoken they're going to become, and this is when they can be um, sometimes confused as extroverts. Because they're very outspoken, they become very assertive. But the interesting part is that people think that INFJs are doormats. We only doing that because of a because of our extroverted feelings. 
Okay, we're more concerned with your feelings before our own. So because of this, people think we're doormats. People think that we're just trying to cater to everybody until that shit, until we bottle up too much and we can't take enough and then we explode. We're actually the most dangerous personality type, not to mention we're also the most protective. Okay, it's like we have a side that that's like a fucking hawk, you know, and you don't know when it's going to pop out, to be honest with you. We're very wise because we're mentally, I'm talking about mentally, we're the oldest personality type. And, you know, we're very wise and, you know, we don't, we don't, we see through things. So we know what deserves, you know, attention and what doesn't, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of dumb shit that really doesn't deserve a lot of your attention. Like we could see through shit, you know. We're the most psychic out of the 16 personality type. We just see through shit, okay? But at the same time, we get to these peaking points where we explode because we're human beings, okay? But, you know, that's how you could tell the difference, all right? Because I see a lot of people like, oh, I'm an INTJ and I'm also an INFJ. I'm like, what? What the fuck is this person talking about? <laughs> You know, I have actually seen people like, oh, I'm an ENFJ and I'm also an INFJ. I'm like, nigga, like, you think you in the movie Split? <laughs> you ever seen that movie Split where he has multiple personalities? Every time people talk like this, that's what I think of, that movie. All right? Your personality type is not supposed to change. All right? And I put it to the test. My shit has never changed at all. At all. Okay, so um, that's my perspective on the personality type, all right? The most gullible personality type, by the way, is INFP. They're the most gullible, okay? Because remember, when you're easily offended, you're easily manipulated. And INFP is the most sensitive out of the bunch, you know? So they're the most gullible because, like I said, they're too concerned about their own personal feelings. And anybody could easily manipulate them, all right? Um, and yeah, you know, there you have it. That's my, my perspective on the Myers-Briggs, okay, and all the feeler types. Well, I basically spoke about the intuitive feeler types, all right? Those are the ones I talked about during this session, but that's my perspective on the Myers-Briggs, okay? And, you know, to even add more you can go ahead and, and Google the Enogram. You can go ahead and Google the Enogram, which is like just additional information based on your personality type. Like I'm an INFJ, assertive. Um, Enogram for wing five. So I'm like a real, real, real INFJ. All right. And like I said, I'm not just going to go ahead and, and label myself as something if, if I'm not it. Like, you know, I, I really try my hardest to make sure that I'm not mistyping myself. But that's my that's my personality type, you know. And it's interesting because we're procrastinators, yet we're perfectionists. And we're hell of a messy people too. We're not we're not uh we're not really clean people like that. We're messy people. You know? Because we live in our head like a motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, the way we live in our head is crazy. We have outer body experiences. 
But INTJs have outer body experiences too. It's not only INFJ. Those two personality type have a lot of outer body experiences. They don't really live in their body. When you're around a real INFJ or a real INTJ, they don't feel like they are a part of their body. Okay? Um, they're just like walking. They're just like fucking walking and they're and, and it and they always feel like their soul is floating out of their body. Like we can walk down the street and somebody can be in front of us saying hi and we 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 literally could look at them dead in their face but we we really not looking at them cuz in our head we live in many different dimensions. You know, and people could get offended by that. They can be like, "Oh, I walked by you and you know, um I said hi to you and you didn't even acknowledge me." You know, they'll get very offended by that and I'll just be like, "Yo, to be honest with you, I didn't even I didn't even notice you." And, you know, from the five senses, that that can sound like I, I was bullshitting, right? Because if I'm walking right in front of you and I'm looking at you straight, I'm looking you straight in the eyes, you know, and you're saying hi to me, you know, it it, it, it can sound like I was just bullshitting you. But it's, it's really true. You know, you can walk in front of us towards our direction and say hi to us. And sometimes we can just not see you there and you know that's why i heavily believe that this entire existence we are perceiving through the two eyes is an illusion it really doesn't exist you know but you know that's my perspective on the myers-briggs you guys have a good one take care